Hello, hello, everybody. Good evening. Welcome back to the Divinity Life Podcast. I pray that you guys are all doing well this evening. And um, I, uh, well, trying to get, sorry, I was trying to turn that down off something like that. <laughs> I'm listening to some awesome, awesome um, worship. Uh, music in the background and I am loving it. Hello mama, how are you this 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 Thursday? Thursday evening. <laughs> Thursday night. <laughs> how you doing this Thursday night? <laughs> I pray that you're doing good. Um I haven't gotten to the phone yet, but I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> I'm coming. Um yeah, so uh so yeah, welcome back everyone um listening by way of uh Podbean uh live podcast. Welcome to you and welcome to everyone listening or watching by way of uh live stream uh video on Facebook and YouTube. Um this is the Divinity Life Podcast and I am your host. <laughs> I'm your host or your your person, your speaker, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just your sister, okay? I am, uh, my name is Lachelle Clark. I go by Shelly. Lots of people call me Shelly. I like Shelly. That's cool. Whatever you want to call me. Um, just call me love, okay? <laughs> so anyway, um, welcome, welcome. Good, good. I'm glad to hear that you're doing good, um, that all is well. I just know that, you know, um, yeah, that which is joined to the Lord is one spirit and, and God takes care of all of us. Amen. 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 <laughs> um, everything that is everything that is connected to him, everyone that is connected to him who is, you know, um, in the same heart and has, the, you know, have this has the same mind about him. It's well with us. We can all genu genuinely say that it's well with us, no matter the situation, no matter what it looks like, no matter, you know, what's going on in the world or in the church. Is well with us. Amen. So, yeah. So, um, I'm really uh, excited to um, be back tonight. I know that um, I wasn't here yesterday, and that's because um, I, I updated. Okay. So, I think the valet trash people are outside. Every time um, they come, King starts barking. So, if he starts, you know. I shut the door this time, okay, <laughs> so he doesn't like interrupt us, but I have a cup of coffee here, so let me take a sip. It's been a busy day. Um, I had errands uh, today and stuff like that. When I got back, I was kind of, you know, a bit, a bit tired. For, for me, like going out, going places and stuff like that, like I just... I get drained, y'all. I don't know what it is. Like, I had this booming headache when I got home. And, um, yeah, like, I've just been getting this ran these random headaches. They just, you know, oh. So, anyway, I uh, feel better uh, now that I'm here with you guys. And we are ready to share the word of the Lord, the word of the Lord. Um, the topic uh, tonight is, does it matter well, actually, the topic, tonight's topic is um, uh, Jesus is King. So this is the Divinity Life Night Watch series. And uh, tonight's topic is Jesus 
is king. And uh, we're talking about, um, you know, why does it matter who's president? Let me put this on the screen. Why does it matter? You know, does it matter who's who's elected president when Jesus is king? That's really all that matters, right? <laughs> and so, um, yeah, let me get this on the screen for you guys. Give you all a chance to all uh, come in and get comfortable and everything like that. Uh, this is the Night Watch series. And we're doing this on Thursday nights now. Um, doing this on Thursday nights now because... You show that um, because for the simple fact that um, tomorrow night uh, I, I'm I'm leaving Wednesday nights open. Uh, I know a lot of people have like church on Wednesday nights. You have your own thing going on at your own church. I don't want to interfere in that. I'm not you know I'm not cool with that. Like um, you know you you know coming to me if you have a home church you know go to your home church please be faithful at your own house of worship and uh you can always watch me later and also that that also applies to like your giving um your tithes you know a lot of people say your tithes belong to your local church well you kind of if you if you've been around me for a while or if you've been around here for a while then you probably understand or probably know where I stand when it comes to tithes and offerings, I feel like it's a, you know, it's a voluntary thing. It's um, according to scripture. And I went through that with you guys last week. Uh, so it's a voluntary thing. And it's also something that God wants us to do cheerfully, not out of uh, obligation or not out of uh, force, not by force, you know. So um, if you are a tither, I suggest that you, you know, give, remember to give your tithes to your local church, not to me. So I'm um, shutting down Wednesday nights. So we're having the night watch series on Thursday nights. That's why I'm here tonight. <laughs> Hello. And um, and yeah, uh, we're going to do this on Thursday night. Um, I have combined a couple things. Um, so the prophetic predator series is uh, being included in tonight. So anything that we want to talk about um, concerning that um, questions you have concerning that, um, you know, things of that nature, uh, we're going to do it all tonight. Night watch includes everything. We're watching everything. Right. We peep and game on everything. Right. So that's what we're doing uh, here tonight. That's why this is called night watch. Um because God has called us as watchmen, 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 what of the night, what is in the night, amen. Um, so tomorrow night, uh, Fridays now, we are uh, doing, um, oh gosh, what are we doing on Friday? It's a, there's a series, it's a series that the Lord, uh, you know, impressed on my heart called Glow, and I, I, I called it Glow because this series is going to be um, focusing on the supernatural lifestyle, developing a supernatural lifestyle, learning to live in the realm of the supernatural. Um, you know, it, it, you know, if you know anything about the spirit realm, then you would understand that the spirit realm is is uh, very real. In fact, it's more real than the natural realm that we see every day, and we can understand that. You know. Um, um, by what we see happening, you know, every day and, and people are being, um, you know, uh, influenced, <laughs> uh, to put it mildly, people are being influenced by 
uh, either demonic spirits or angelic spirits who are controlling us, controlling us, taking up uh, occupying space and taking up real estate within us. Amen. And uh, I heard a brother say, you know, some some of us, you know, we, you know, we are a house, right? We're the temple of the of the Holy Ghost. And some of us have rooms rented out to different different people <laughs> in our house. You know what I'm saying? Like we got, you know, one room is rented out to to pride and the other room was rented out to Jesus. I mean, you know, so we got to get all this stuff <laughs> on the same and get everything on the same level. Right. Um, but this is talking about more. So I want to focus on living. Uh, we want to talk more about uh, living uh, the word of God, becoming living epistles, um, you know, to be read by all men and literally uh, living according to what we believe in, in, in terms of the supernatural realm. Um, you know, we're spiritual beings. I don't agree with the statements that, you know, people say uh, they used to tell us this when we first when I first got saved 20 some years ago. They said, uh, don't be too spiritual minded that you're not no earthly good. You know, don't be so spiritual minded, that so heavenly minded that you ain't no earthly good. You know, they used to say stuff like that. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? You know? But now that I have uh, gotten a little bit older um, spiritually, I understand that that's wrong. And the spirit of God told me, no, don't listen to that because, you know, I created you a spiritual being. You live in a body, but you're a spiritual being just like me, our father says. And so, um, you know, how can we be too spiritual? You know what I mean? Like that doesn't even make sense. Um, it's impossible to be too spiritual. I think some people don't want to be, uh, they don't want to learn the things of the spirit. They don't want to, you know, cause they're so connected to their flesh. I think that's why they don't want other people to be like too spiritual. You know, it makes the flesh uncomfortable. I'm sorry, but I'm not <laughs> a flesh cadet. I am a spiritual being and my, and my father created me in his image and in his likeness. And I have every right and every freedom uh, to be as spiritual as I want to be and as deep as I want to be. And we like to go deep here, right? <laughs> so that's what this is about. We, we want to start acclimating ourselves more to the realm of the spirit because as the time draws closer that, um, you know, that the Lord um, returns, you know, he's coming back um in the spirit, it's, it's, you know, he's coming back. Yes, he's coming back in the flesh, but I'm saying like, he is not coming back for flesh. <laughs> he is not coming back, you know, for that reason. We are, uh, our focus and our goal is, is to become glorified uh, beings, glorified, our, these bodies to be glorified bodies. That's what we, um, that's our ultimate goal. And uh, some people don't believe that you can do, that you can even, you know, rock a glorified body here on the earth. I'm, I'm, I'm here to tell you they lied because Jesus did. And what Jesus did, we can do, you know, um, he said it and I believe it. And also we see that some of the uh, disciples also did that. You know, they, they did that. Uh, Peter did walk on the water. He sank because of his unbelief, not because of his faith. So he did that, right? Peter did that. And then we also see, you know, um, Philip, he did that, <laughs> you know, so, so, you know, if you need references for that, then yeah, just look at them. Um, 
tells us that we can do it too. So Friday night is, uh, is that, uh, that's what it's about. We're talking about living a supernatural lifestyle, living a supernatural lifestyle and uh, focusing on uh, the supernatural. I do have a word for you tonight concerning what is going on now. I know a lot of people have questions. A lot of people are, you know, like <laughs> uh, feeling uh, anxious because of all these, you know, delay with the elections and all that kind of stuff. I'm going to share with you what the Lord shared with me. Saturday morning, Saturday, Saturday mornings, we're still doing the How to Slay in Prayer series. Um, I have combined that with uh, the 15 Minutes of Fire. So we will be praying on that actual uh, meeting uh, Saturday mornings. And also, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to start including a little Q&A session at the end of these meetings. So you'll have a chance to like ask questions and stuff like that. I'll open up the floor so you can ask questions and, uh, you know, and everything like that. So, you know, we can kind of get more dialogue going in these, um, in these little meetings. Um, uh, you probably also saw on the banners there, um, I have a, um, uh, I'm rolling out a new series called Kingdom Conversations, Kingdom Conversations. Um, and this is where, you know, I'm sharing like me and uh, my sister, Sister Melissa. Um, she's a very, very, very close friend of mine. And um, we grew up kind of, you know, spiritually grew up in the same uh, in the same ministry. We experienced some of the same pains, some of the same joys. We sang on the praise team, worship team um, together for years and years and years. Goodness, years and years and years. I think 13 years, something like that. Um, and, uh, yeah, she's a very, very, um, uh, dear, uh, sister to me and, um, uh, very anointed, you know, I only roll with, <laughs> I only roll with people that love Jesus and she is in love with Jesus. And, oh, there she is. Good evening. <laughs> there she is. So, yeah. So, um, in that series, uh, we will be sharing with you, um, you know, bringing you into oh my chair, bringing you into our conversations <clears throat> because we realize that you know every time we get on the phone, <laughs> um, the Holy Spirit just starts dropping gems and nuggets and all kind of stuff, and we just get like so excited, like we get so excited, and we just we just sharpen each other that way, and uh, we feel that these that our conversations would be a blessing to everyone because I mean, when we leave those phone calls, it's like we are supercharged, okay, supercharged <laughs> in the spirit, and so yeah, we want to open that up to you guys. And uh, the reason I didn't put a time or a date or time on it is because these are going to be random; these are uh, divinely inspired, um, and so you know. Um, we don't have a set time that we get on the phone. It's, I just want to keep it organic. You know, we don't have a set time that we call each other every week or, you know, anything like that. It's just really, you know, it's just really, uh, random and spontaneous. Yeah. Spontaneous. And so, um, yeah, when we do that, we want to, we're going to try to do it <laughs> every week. Uh, we check on each other, you know, we get in these cycles where we, we, we be on the phone every day for a few days or Sometimes we, you know, it's once every few weeks or whatever, but it's just according to what our schedules allow and how the spirit of God is leading us. Uh, and we'll be sharing that with you guys as well. And, um, yeah, you know, uh, I, I encourage 
um, everyone, you know, to find someone who sharpens you in the spirit, find someone who sharpens you, who keeps your, keeps you, you know, on point, you know what I mean? Someone who, you know, uh, encourages you and stuff like that. And listen, if you want to, if you want, if you want me to encourage you, I'll be happy to, <laughs> I love encouraging people and, uh, everything like that. But seriously though, you know, um, listen, um, we all need that for two reasons. The first reason is because iron sharpens iron, right? It, you know, uh, sometimes, you know, well, the Bible says two is better than one. We can't do everything by ourselves. Sometimes we, you know, the enemy might be messing with us in a certain way and we need to call a sister and be like, hey, yo, what, what, what's the word of the Lord? Because I'm over here, you know, struggling, you know what I'm saying? Or uh, the second reason why, or shall I say, and the second reason why is because, um, the angels look into the conversations that we have about God and about the word of God. They desire to look into these things. The Bible says that they, uh, that the, there's an angel that goes through the earth with an, uh, and marks those who uh, speak often one to another concerning the things of God. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. And we know that they are looking into our conversations, we can, you know, we can sense and perceive the spirit is so strong and, you know, and the angels are, you know, there, they're bearing witness and they're like, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's just, it is a glorious thing. It's a glorious thing, glorious thing. And so, um, yeah, when God, God marks people, you know, who love to sit around and talk about him. Some people say, oh, you, you over spiritual and blah, blah, blah. Well, God loves it. So that's why we're going to keep doing it. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, we want to bring that, bring you into those conversations. Also, I want to open it up to, uh, other, you know, other women of God and, um, you know, who, who may want to come on and, you know, come on a call and just share what the, what's the word of the Lord? What is, what do you hear the Lord saying? Or, you know, what's going on with you? You know, um, you know, what, um, anything that you want to share. Um, if you're struggling with something, you know, a lot of times we call each other, Hey, you know, it's, it's not that we're perfect and we call each other, Hey girl, I came to boost you up. No, sometimes, you know, I need help and I'm calling her like, pray for me right now. Pray with me right now. Cause I'm so mad. And I'm pissed. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like we just keep it real, you know? Um, and God loves real. He loves real and authentic. And so, um, yeah, I uh, want to open it up to you guys as well so that, um, you know, uh, certain days, you know, it, it might be me and you, <laughs> you might be me and you on the, on the call and everything. And I'll be like, girl, can you get on the live? Cause you know, let's talk, <laughs> you know, so hit me up, you know, if you ever want to get on some of these calls, but I think you'll enjoy that made a really beautiful flyer. I'm so proud godly proud of that flyer like that one was the bomb y'all did y'all see it did y'all see it? you gotta see it it's so so cute so cute um anyway uh yeah uh is that all the updates i want to share oh um also um i'm leaving a uh, room open uh yeah my sister said keeping it real and keeping it kingdom amen yes keeping it real and kingdom um so yeah uh, and, and I also wanted to share with you guys, I'm leaving, um, <clears throat> I'm leaving a uh, time open for 
<clears throat> the uh, prayer meetings where that I'm going to be leading. Um, I'm going to be leading a prayer hub for Jennifer, Jennifer LeClaire um, with Awakening House of Prayer Ministries. And she has a, a, a part of her ministry called Awakening Prayer Hubs. I will be leading one of her prayer hubs for the area of Dallas uh, metro um, area in Texas. If anyone wants to know, that's where I am. I'm, I'm in Texas. I live in Texas. And, um, yeah, so, you know, uh, I have not received the, uh, the banner for that yet, but once I get the banner for it, then, uh, we can, you know, I can roll it out and I'll uh, push out the date and time on the, on the banner. The sister said, uh, the flyer is beautiful. Good, good, good. I was trying to get it to my phone so I could send it to you directly, but I couldn't get it to, I think my phone is too full or something. I couldn't get it to roll out on my phone. So I just pushed it because, I needed to get these um, updates out by last night so you guys wouldn't be wondering where I'm at, you know, on a Wednesday night when I'm supposed to be here. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I was working. I was working. I was busy. Um, so, yeah, glad, glad that you uh, that you like that flyer. And, um, yeah, um, yeah, so what I was saying was a prayer. Um, I want that to be a morning thing. Um, because I just feel like, you know, mornings are really best for prayer. I want it to be a, um, an early morning thing. And it'll also challenge me because I, I'm not a morning person. I'll just be real with you guys. I'm not a mor morning person. I try my best to be a morning person. I wake up around, you know, normally, well, this time of year, I normally wake up around six or seven, um, which is great for me. But in the summers, like, listen, I, I don't like summer. Okay. Summer is not my friend. So I wake up, I don't wake up until eight or nine o'clock in the summer. And, you know, <laughs> I'm just telling y'all the truth, you know? <laughs> so yeah, I'm so grateful for the time change, daylight savings time. And we got an hour back. And so I feel like my normal self again. Um, I know, you know, that might sound weird to some of y'all and some of y'all might be just like me. So, Hey, you know, that's cool. Um, so yeah, uh, let's see. I think that's all the updating that we need to do for tonight. So we're going to get into the word of the Lord. We're going to get into the word of the Lord for this evening. Um, we're going to pray and, uh, jump right in. Hello over on the live podcast. Hello. Um, as you are coming in over here, um, and let me grab my, uh, Bible app. Cause I have my, my Bible Bible here with me, but I wanted to get this, um, get this up for you guys. Get it open. All right. Okay. So yeah. All right. So yeah, so let's uh, let's pray, and then we're gonna uh, jump right in. Glory to God Almighty. So Father, we just want to thank you tonight for the victory in all things. We thank you, Father God, that um, you you set upon this rock. You have uh, built your church, and uh, the revelation of truth, the revelation of of the knowledge of the Son of God, 
Uh, you have built your church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. And so we thank you tonight, Father, for total victory. We thank you for total triumph, no matter what it looks like. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for your Holy Spirit, for your living word. We thank you, Father, for your anointing that destroys every yoke of bondage. We thank you tonight, Father God, for your leadership, for your guidance. We thank you for your grace, your mercy, your love. We thank you for your wisdom. We thank you for your uh, sovereignty. We thank you for your sovereignty tonight, Lord. We bless your name. We thank you because you're the same today, yesterday, and forever. You don't change. And uh, you are altogether perfect and lovely and true in all your ways. And we just magnify and exalt you and lift you up and welcome you into this meeting. Holy Spirit of the living God, take over. Uh, lead us, guide us, Holy Spirit. Speak through me in Jesus' mighty name. Let your word, let your uh, voice be heard and let your presence be felt and let your glory be made known, your power be made known. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. We take authority over every spirit that is contrary to the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' mighty name, you're a defeated foe and you know it and no weapon formed against us shall prosper. In Jesus' name we pray and we welcome the Holy Spirit of the living God. Have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 I just feel such a liberty and I feel such a freedom. Um, and that is through the knowledge of the truth. And the truth is that Jesus is Lord, that Jesus is King. He is the King of Kings. That's just point blank period. He is the Lord of Lords. There's none greater than him. There's none higher than him. There's none that can override him. There's none that can overthrow him. He's, he doesn't, you know, rule in a four-year presidency term. <laughs> He's not limited to a four-year term, you know? So, you know, he is king. He is king. And um, the reason I think this, um, why does it matter, you know, um, who's president when Jesus is king is because the spirit of God began to speak some things to me last night. Let me take a drink of this coffee. The Lord began to speak some things to me last night and, um, you know, I was, um, where was I doing? I was, I was in the shower and I was like, um, contemplating, you know, I was, I was talking to the Lord and I was contemplating and I was like, Lord, you know what, uh, you know, everybody is like, you know, on edge right now. And, you know, I ain't trying to be on edge cause y'all know, like I am not, a bandwagon person. I'm not jumping on nobody's bandwagon. I'm not going to follow in the steps of the majority. I will pull back. If I see everybody going this way, I will pull back and ask God to do it. Oh, you want me to go over here? Okay. Let me go over here. You know, I just, I, I can't, I can't, you know? Um, and so, uh, the, the, the Lord was saying some things to me. He was really reminding me that, uh, of what he spoke to us last week. Um, that, you know, he said very clearly, look to the future. That's what he said. Look to the future. And um, um, we have to become a people who understand um, that the end of a thing is better than the beginning thereof. And we have to become a people that understand how to uh, live in the high places, how to abide in the spirit realm, how to uh, 
lift our eye, keep our eyes lifted to Jesus, looking unto Jesus, not looking to the left or the right. See, people will lead you to the left, to the right, you know. They will lead you to look in different directions. But the spirit of God is saying, look unto me. If you can just stay focused on me for five hot minutes, I can show you some things, you know, but we're so distracted. We're distracted so easily. And, um, you know, he keeps saying, look to the future, look to the future. And uh, I'm going to share with you, you know, I'm, I'm reading from my phone because I wrote some things down here. Um, of what the Lord said, but um, something I want to remind everyone of, I know and this is going to come off kind of, it might come off kind of harsh, you know, it might sound kind of harsh, but you know, it's simply the truth. And um, uh, I'm going to read it for you uh, where the Lord took me here. Um, first mm, mm, Samuel chapter eight, first Samuel chapter eight, um, uh, Y'all got your Bible? Hope you got your Bible. Maso toraba si robo shanana masiera bosha. Masekerebe shirabasha. Thank you, Lord. Y'all got your Bible? Let's go to First uh, Samuel chapter eight. Masekerebe shir. See you can't. See you can't eat from two tables. You can't. You know, um, drink from the. You know, the cup of the Lord. And, and eat at the table of devils at the same time. You cannot do that. And uh, this is, you know, this might sound kind of harsh, but I'm going to tell you what the spirit of God uh, said here. First Samuel chapter eight. We're going to look to uh, not going to read too, too much into this because I have a word. Um, Okay, yeah, he's taking us there. So let's just go on and get in there. We'll, we'll come on out. <laughs> so First Samuel chapter 8, start at verse 1. Chapter 8, verse 1. Mm -hmm. All right. It says, and it came to pass when Samuel was old, that he made his sons judges over Israel. Okay. Uh, now, the name of the firstborn was Joel. The name of his second was Abiah. They were judges in Beersheba. And his sons walked not in his ways, but turned aside after lucre, filthy lucre, which is the which is money, right? The love of money is the root. The love of money is the root of all evil, right? So they turned aside after money and they took bribes. And perverted judgment. They perverted judgment. To pervert means to change the order or the natural use of something, right? Uh, thus, the word perversion, sexual perversion, immorality. We are changing the natural use of our uh, our sexuality, our bodies, um, anything uh, that was meant uh, to be used in a heavenly way or a holy way or a pure way. Or a kingdom way. When you change that way, um, then you have perverted that thing. It says, uh, they have turned aside after lucre and took bribes and perverted judgment. Then all the elders of Israel gathered themselves together and came to Samuel unto Ramah. Now, these are the elders. These are the leaders in Israel, right? The, the leaders in where? The leaders of where? 
of Israel. They gathered together. So these are the church leaders now. They gathered together unto the prophet Samuel, unto Ramah, and said unto him, Behold, you are old, and your sons walk not in your ways. Now make us a king to judge us like all the nations. All the other nations have a king. We want a king. But the thing displeased Samuel when they said, give us a king to judge us. And Samuel prayed unto the Lord. And the Lord said unto Samuel, hearken, un hearken unto the voice of the people in all that they say unto thee. For they have not rejected thee, but they have rejected me, that I should not reign over them. Sometimes the Lord will answer you after the desire of your own heart, even when it's, when it's not right, just so he can show you, <clears throat> okay, let's do it your way. Let's see how that works out. So he said, he said, they have not rejected you, Samuel. They rejected me. Um, they don't want me to rule over them. So, you know, go ahead and give them a king. Verse eight, according to all the works which they have done since the day I brought them up out of Egypt, even unto this day, wherewith they have forsaken me and served other gods, so do they also unto thee. You say, why is God remembering all that? That was back in the day in Egypt. God don't forget nothing. <laughs> he, he doesn't forget, you know, um, he says that, Yes, you know, he will put your sins into the sea of forgetfulness. But if you continue in that sin, if you go back to that thing and continue to do it, he will remember your, do we need to pull that scripture? Okay. All right. He says, um, he says, they have forsaken me. They have served other gods. So do they, so do they also unto you, Samuel. Um, they are forsaken, right? Um, when you serve other gods, uh, or we live, we live in a paganistic country. We live in a, in a nation of, uh, you know, pagan worship, false worship, you know, idolatry. Um, that's why it's called Babylon. You know, that's why the spirit of confusion is so rampant in this earth, uh, in this nation, especially is because, um, you know, we that Babylon, the word Babel mean literally means confusion. It means confusion. And that's what happens when you try to uh, eat from one table. You know, you're trying to eat from the table of devils and eat from the table of the Lord at the same time. It don't work like that. Um, uh, uh, Dr. Carolyn Leaf, she is a, uh, um, a woman of God, but she's also, I think a psychotherapist or something like that, a psychiatrist or something. And she said something very interesting. She said that, uh, the very fact that we try to, um, you know, we live one way at home, right. And then when we come to church, we put on our mask and we try to, you know, <laughs> spice it up and, you know, portray ourselves a completely different way. And she said that is called, um, I think she called it schizophrenia. Yeah, because you're trying to maintain two different lifestyles or two different personalities or two different, you know, uh, it, it, ideologies. And it's, 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 it's too much work. You get tired, you know, uh, and, and it just, it's draining. It's draining. And when you're trying to serve other gods, and then you're also, when you want the Lord, you want the Lord. When you don't want the Lord, you go to the other gods, right? So this was their problem, right? They had, they were schizophrenic. <laughs> they were double-minded. They were, um, you know, psychotic. That, that's a mental issue. 
Okay. And it says, verse nine, it says, now, therefore, hearken unto their voice. Howbeit yet protest solemnly unto them and show them the manner of the king that shall reign over them. Show them what kind of king is going to reign over them. Show them. So when you saw the presidential debates and everything, the Lord is showing us. Listen, this is what we got. To, this is what we got to rock with. This is what we have to choose from. And I don't know about you, but I couldn't even watch the, the debates because like. On both sides, it was just a hot mess. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think I could, I watched like about um, five minutes, maybe five minutes. And I had to turn it off because it was just team too much for me. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, I'm like, you know, I, I just, mm, you know, <laughs> uh, verse 10. So it says, show, show them what kind of king shall reign over them. And Samuel told all the words of the Lord unto the people that asked him of a king. And he said, this will be the, the manner or the kind of king that shall reign over you. This is what he's going to do. He will take your sons and appoint them for himself, for his chariots and to be his horsemen. And some shall run before his chariots. Mm. And he will appoint him captains over thousands and captains over fifties and will set them uh, to ear his ground and to reap his harvest and to make his instruments of war and instruments of his chariots. Well, military, you know, you know, we got, we got the, the army, the Navy, the air force, the Marines, you know, um, 13 it says, and he will take your daughters excuse me, to be confectionaries and to be cooks and to be bakers. And he will take your fields and your vineyards and your olive yards, even the best of them and give them to his servants. And he will take the 10th of your seed. Oh, he's going to take a tithe. I think that's called taxes. He will take the 10th of your seed and of your vineyard and give to his officers and to his servants. You wonder what they're doing with your money? Mm -hmm. And he will take your men servants and your maid servants and the your goodliest young men, your good looking men and your asses and put them to work. He will take the tenth of your sheep and he shall uh, and you shall be his servants and you shall cry out in that day because of your king, which you shall have chosen you and the Lord will not hear you in that day. Nevertheless, the people refused to obey the voice of Samuel and they said, nay, but we will have a king over us that we also may be like all the nations. We want to be like everybody else. That's our problem. We do not understand that God created us as individuals for a reason. We need to start embracing our individuality. Maybe then we'll understand that we are supernatural beings and that we have, we have a, a kingdom purpose. Um, it says that we also may be like all the nations that and that our king may judge us. Now you want the man to rule over you, to judge you. He, he's you know, okay. And go out before us and fight our battles. So instead of wanting God to fight our battles, we want someone that we can see, you know, we want a physical man. We want, you know, we're too connected to the flesh. Okay, it says, and Samuel heard all the words of the people and he rehearsed them in the ears of the Lord. And the Lord said to Samuel, 
hearken unto their voice and make them a king. And Samuel said unto the men of Israel, go ye every man unto his city. Uh, that is our uh, scripture <laughs> for, uh, for today. The Lord says, remember, for all the people who are so impatient and all the people who are so on edge and all the people who can't wait and all the people who are frustrated because, you know, this, you know, Trump is doing this and Biden is saying that and Trump is saying this and, you know, oh my gosh, you know, Trump is already bragging that he won the election and stuff like that. That's what he do. He's a bragger. Pride. But guess what? Pride is the one thing that will cause God to resist you. The Bible says that God resists the proud and he gives, but he gives grace unto the humble. Now, you know, I think that there are um, good and bad things on both sides of the coin, on both sides of the coin. It's just, in my opinion, on one side of the coin, it's a lot more bad than good because it's a lot more, you know, it's a lot more hellishness than kingdom. I'll just, I'll just keep it real, real um, on that. So, um, yeah, we don't want to push an antichrist agenda, but let me tell you what's a real antichrist agenda. A real antichrist agenda is when we choose, you know, we demand, uh, flesh and blood over, over the God who created us. Um, we demand, you know, we get so, when we get so tied up and so wrapped up in what's going on in this in this flesh, in this earth, you know, in this, this thing, this thing, you know, the election got everybody on, everybody on the same page. Okay. What happened to the church? Where is the bride of Christ? Um, does she even know she married anymore? Or does she think she's single? I don't know. It's like, we think for God done forgot about us somehow, you know, <laughs> that he, he's not in control of anything anymore. But, but, you know, if you know, like me, then you understand that we have, we serve a God who is sovereign. He is sovereign. He's a sovereign ruler. He's a sovereign ruler. He is a sovereign ruler. And so, um, yeah, you know, the Lord is saying, you know, for all of those people who are so impatient, remember that you were the one who wanted a king in the first place, you know, because you didn't want me to rule over you. You, you know, you, you didn't want me. I wasn't good enough, obviously. Right. And so now, you know, they, now you, you know, you dealing with this and you, you know, you're dealing with imperfect man and in, imperfect people and look at you, you're frustrated. Some of y'all scared confused, bewildered, <laughs> like the movie, you know, <laughs> and all that good stuff, right? Which is really not good. So this is what the Lord says to his people. Though, because many have been praying, they've been fasting about this election. They've been, you know, standing in the gap. They've been warring, you know, warring in the spirit. I, I, I'm, I'm with y'all. I've been doing it too. Okay. But this is what the Lord says. Uh, the election has still been this. I think this is this not the first time in history that this thing has gone on for <laughs> three days. They've been counting votes. They say it's because of uh, COVID that, you know, uh, a lot more people mailed in their votes. And so, you know, it, it, it just takes a longer uh, amount of time to count all those votes. You know, I don't know. 
but um it makes sense you know i can't you know it does make sense so um yeah but people are getting so antsy and um you know one thing we need to remember about God is that God does things his way. He doesn't th do things our way. That's why it's important to live in the, in the realm of the spirit. It's historic. Amen. Um, that's why it's important to stay in, to stay up, you know, in the high places and uh, live in the realm where, where he is. So you can understand what he's doing, because if you don't understand what he's doing, you will think he's doing nothing. You will think he's doing nothing. But but God doesn't do things our way. He does things his way. And he's not in a hurry. I told y'all that before. He's not in a hurry. <laughs> what does he have to hurry about for when he's eternal? From everlasting to everlasting. Eternal. He's an eternal being. What Rush for what? He already know how it's going to turn out. He already know what he's what he's. Uh, what he's planned, you know, it's his agenda, not man's agenda, even though man has an agenda, you know, but this is about his agenda, not, not, not theirs. So just chill, right? Okay. So he says, the Lord said to me, it remember that it always gets the darkest just before the break of day. <laughs> it always gets the darkest. Let it get darker. Let it get darker. Let the enemy just do what, what did we say last time, last week, just knock yourself out. Devil, go on and knock yourself out. You know, remember that he, that, that the first, the last shall be first and the first shall be last. Right. Okay. So be it. He says that, remember y'all that it always gets the darkest just before the break of day. Remember, the Lord said that it's a new day. Behold, I make all things new. He makes a new heaven, right? Uh, uh, and a new earth, a new heaven and a new earth. That's what we should be looking, looking in that direction, right? Looking towards that. Um, and he also said, let the devil, let the devil throw his best punch, shoot his best shot, Knock himself, knock himself out because God is just sitting in the heavens laughing at him. See, the devil think he making a fool out of us, but really God done made a fool out of him. And, you know, there's a man of God who said the devil ain't nothing but a fool and a tool in the hand of God. I believe that thoroughly. Um, so he says, he that sitteth in the heavens shall surely laugh. He's laughing. And we should be laughing with him because he sees that the enemy's day is at hand. It's really now. It's really now. That's why he running rampant, you know, uh, trying to get everything done, trying to get everything done. Remember that whatever the enemy meant for evil, God turns it around for our good. He said all things work together for good to them who are uh, to them who love him and are the called according to his purpose, all things are working together for our good, right? And so remember that. Remember also um, that when you're dealing with, with God, God loves to do things in a way 
in, in, in a way to where he gets all the glory. No man, nobody can say, oh, it's because we prayed the house down. It's because we fasted for three weeks. It's because we warred in the spirit for two, you know, two months. You know, it's because, you know, we did this. We did that. We praised until, you know, praise him like you lost your mind. We praise him like we lost our mind. We praise until we got a headache, you know, and we fell out. But God said, we are about to see his glory displayed. His glory displayed. Not the, we're not talking about the glory of man. We're talking about the glory of God. Man has a glory, but God has a greater glory. He said, we're about to see his glory displayed like we've never seen it before. I'll bet the children of Israel never dreamed that God would lead them to a Red Sea and, and split open a whole sea in front of them. I bet they never dreamed that, but they didn't know that they were about to see God's glory displayed like they've never seen it before. I'll bet, I'll bet, I'll bet, I, I'll bet Jacob never dreamed that he could reap a hundredfold in the midst of a famine. In the midst of a famine, I bet he never dreamed it. I, you see, it looked like a dead situation. It looked like God wasn't moving. It looked like, you know, it was dead. But God just wanted to show his glory. That's all he wanted to do. He wanted, see, he liked to, he loves it when we praise him, when we worship him. But he, I'm telling you, Jesus is our husband. And what do husbands like to do? They like, they wife to look at them like they are doggone Superman. I, I'm your Superman. <laughs> and, you know, where is my cape? Where is my cape? You know, she she think I'm just, you know, going to leave her stranded on the side of the road. But her Prince Charming is on his way. You know, it's like, <laughs> do we do we think we single? I mean, I know some of us are really single. I'm, you know. I don't claim single. I'm just going to stop claiming single. I'm not single. I'm married. I'm married. I'm taken. Mm -hmm. So yeah, sorry, y'all. I'm just in a great mood. Maybe it's the coffee. Um, it looks like a dead end. It looks like a dead end, but God wants to show his glory. He wanted to show his glory. He, we, we, we ask him, God, just show up and show out. He's trying to show out right now. So why are you on edge? <laughs> Why are you so nervous? Kick back and just watch the show. Just watch the show. We in the last, you know, we in there last minute trying to get some mm, 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 some kicks and fights in. Let's go into war one more time. You know, and the Lord said, be still. If you would just be still and know that I am God, you'll be, you'll be better off for it. If you just be still. And know that I am God. I'm, gl I'm glad. Yes, you made your decrees. That's all you had to do. Where the word of the king is, there is power. Your decree has been made. Now let the words settle. You see, Daniel, when he prayed, um, even though his, his answer was held up for 21 days, Daniel wasn't in there every day like, bah, 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 right now, right now, right now. You know, he wasn't antsy. He wasn't on edge. He wasn't like, freaking out, pulling his hair out, losing sleep. Listen, there are pastors out here talking about, I couldn't sleep last night because of the election. I was like, are you serious? Like for what? 
The God gives us, he gives his beloved sweet sleep. Go to bed. Oh my goodness, help us, Lord. I believe at the end of this thing that we are going to be so united, it's going to be crazy. The devil is going to see such a unity across the body of Christ like we've never seen it before. Because, you know, he's, God is using different ones of us to wake up the other ones and shake the other ones like, hey, come on now. Come on, let's, let's get it together. You know, get it together. You know, in love, the truth spoken in love. See, people think that because, you know, um, uh, certain ones of us who, you know, may be a little prophet on the prophetic side. I love being a prophet, uh, being a prophet. I do, you know, because I get to say what my daddy is saying and I know can't nobody do nothing about it. So, <laughs> you know, but I love the fact. That the enemy thinks that he can drive division between us because God is using my voice to, you know, to bring correction to the body. But then I just love to go in there and just put all that butter and everything in there and just and just love all over those people. Because, you know, it is it, 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 we, we are to speak the truth in love. This is a love thing. See, many people don't understand that this is a love thing. It's a love thing. I'm not trying to destroy nobody. We're not here to destroy each other. What is happening? Oh my gosh, if you could see it in the spirit. God is bringing such a unity and such a oneness into the body of Christ, into the church. And that thing is going to spill over into the world. I'm, mark my words by the glory and the grace of God who I depend on and rely on to speak through me. There is going to, we're about to see the greatest unity in the body of Christ. The greatest unity. You know, you got your brothers and sisters that was getting on your nerves and, you know, you thought they was mad at you and, and you know, yeah, I gave you a black eye, but I still love you. Okay. I love you. Come on now. I ain't gonna let nobody else get you no bad. I, I dare somebody else to hit you. <laughs> okay. Now watch this. He says, it looks like a dead end, but, but I want to show them my glory. He says, he, he wants to show off his mighty power, his mighty power. You know, I bet Moses and Aaron, them, I bet they never thought that when they threw down their little rods, you know, that they would turn into serpents too. You know, the 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 uh, <laughs> the, um, you know, Pharaoh's magicians, they threw down their rod. Let them throw theirs first. That's what God is saying. Let them let the devil go first. Why not? We know what we carry. We know who we are. Uh, my, my brother, uh, Isaiah, boy, he was preaching the house down. Um, and I posted his video on my Facebook yesterday. But he said, um uh, he said something about, um, oh gosh, it just slipped me just like that. Am I having a senior moment? He said, um, what was I talking about? I was talking about what the Lord said to me about Moses and Aaron. They, they didn't think that when they threw their rods down that, you know, um, they would become serpents too. You know, it shocked them. It really did shock them, you know, because, Pharaoh's uh, Pharaoh's uh, magicians, you know, they 
you know, they doing their little thing and stuff like that. And we just stand back like, wow, you know, wow. But um, we have to know who we are when you know who you are and when you're secure in who you are and what you carry and who your daddy is, then you don't mind letting the devil go first. Go ahead. Because we understand that the first shall be last <laughs> and the last shall be first. And I forgot what I was getting ready to tell you about Isaiah, but I, maybe it'll come back to me in a minute. I'm having a senior moment. He's, he said, not only that, but Moses' rod, his when it became a serpent, it swallowed up the other rod. It swallowed up those other serpents. See, they think they're doing something. The devil think he's doing something, y'all. He really think he's doing something. He really, really does. But he ain't doing nothing. He ain't doing nothing. Because at the end of the day, guess who, guess who, <laughs> guess who going to show out? Okay. He said, he said, um, the more impossible situations appear, you won't know what you're capable of until you stretch out your rod. See, that's why it's called faith. That's why it's called faith. You have to actually believe first. You actually, you actually have to believe first. Okay, he said, um, the more impossible situations appear, the greater, the greater, the greater the glory that God gets out of it. The more impossible. I wish we could really hear that right there. The more impossible things seem to appear. The worse the situation. You know. The dead, the, the deader the thing looks, it's not moving, it's not breathing, it's not, it's been dead for four days. We serve the God of the resurrection. He said, the more impossible that situations appear, the greater the glory that God gets out of it. Let God be true and every man a liar. He said, that's why it's called faith. That's why it's called faith. Because it has to look impossible. It has to become darker. It has to be, it has to go beyond man's control, right? So we can finally just take our hands off of it and go to bed and say, I don't care what happened. I don't care who, who president when I wake up in the morning. I just don't care no more. Okay. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. You thought it was your vote that mattered. You tired. Okay. Just, it don't even matter no more. Right. It has to be that way beyond man's control for God to show up because he is our strong deliverer. He's our deliverer. We not his deliverer. Are we getting this? I'm not talking to just y'all that I can see. I'm talking to y'all that I can't see because I know it's people that come on here and listen and they will never say anything. But I'm telling you, hear what thus saith the Lord. He said, I'm your deliverer. You're not mine. I don't need you to deliver me. I'm good. I am your deliverer. And so what I need from you is your faith. I need your trust in me. He said, I am the one who fights your battles. I, I, I'm good over here. 
I'm the one who fights for you. All I need you to do is lift up your rod. All I need you to do is open your mouth, decree a thing, watch me establish it. That's all I need. That's really, really all I needed from you. It, 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 this is what he said. He said, it's time for the church to stand up and be the real church now. See, the world can't keep, why can't keep seeing us, you know, acting just like them in situations that are, you know what I'm saying? We, we act just like the world. Whenever something happens, you can suddenly, you can no longer tell the difference between God's people and the world. You cannot tell the difference. What was we praying about that whole time? What was all the prayer meetings for? What was all the church services for? What was all that for? If we are no different than them, they're supposed to look up to us. They're supposed to be able to be refreshed and revived from the faith that they see working in us and the love that they see working in us. They should be able to look to us and see something that is miraculous to them. Like, how can they be standing so strong and so secure, you know, while we over here freaking out? You see, there has to be a difference between us and them. God said, I will put a difference between my people, you see, between the children of Israel and the world. I will put a difference between my people and them, right? And he's still doing that. He said, it's time for the church to stand up and be the real church. Stop being so squeamish. He said, just like he told me last year, playtime is over. A lot of people are depending on uh, you know, the, the people who believe, okay, well, uh, if Trump wins, then, you know, we, we get four more years of grace to kind of, you know, get it together. What are we going to do in them four years? I don't know. Because if we go back to church as usual and all this stuff, and many of us will do that, that is what God does not want. We're going to take those four years. We're going to go back to church as usual. And. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Mm -mm. We're going to end up playing church again and the cycle is going to start all over again. And God's going to have to put us in another, you see what I mean? Another crucible. This time it, it might be another virus. It might be something, whatever. It might be something else, you know, something worse next time. We have to get it right now. And don't be surprised if Biden won the election. And God pushed us into battle because that's what he does. He makes men and women out of us. You know, no, you get up there and fight for what's yours. You get up there and tell them what I said. In other words, you tell them what I said and don't be scared to do it. The children of, the children of Israel had to confront those tribes to drive them out of the land that belonged to them. See, we, we're, we are, ba we listen, we are scared of confrontation. We're scared of confrontation. God ain't scared of nobody. 
And he did not, he didn't give us no spirit of fear either. Why are, see, we want to play church behind the four walls, behind the computer screens. You can't touch me behind my Facebook page. You can't touch me behind it. I can say whatever I want to say, right? You know, but when it comes to confrontation, confront, confronting the enemy, you know, we want to go hide behind our pulpits and stuff like that. But this is the time when we have, we have to go. That's another, I got another uh, series in my heart. You know, I already did the banner for it. I already, I just haven't rolled it out yet. I'm waiting on God to tell me to go. It's called behind enemy lines because we have to become a people who are willing to take the battle to the enemy. We've been reacting for too long. We've been reacting. We've been on the defensive for too long. We, you know, it, we are not, hmm, we're not bringing the heat. That's why that joker ain't, you know, he, he's scared of us, you know, but he's not scared of us, if that makes sense. He, he's, he's scared of what, he's scared of our potential of us growing into the knowledge of who we are, of us developing into our full potential, which is who? Christ. That's who he's scared of. He is scared of Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's what terrifies him. And see, if we go back to the comfort zone of the four walls of the church and go back to all that, we are never going to step into Christ in us, the hope of glory. We are not going to rise up and walk in the authority of Christ in us, the hope of glory, and drive demons out like we should have been doing this whole this whole time. No confrontation. Why, why are we so scared to confront de demons? Why are we so scared to confront this? You know, why? Why? But the church wants to go back to relaxing, you know. We want to go back to, but God said already, playtime is over. He said this. He said, I'm closing up the Red Sea. I remember I closed that thing. I closed it up. Why? Not only to swallow up their enemies, but so that they could never go back. <laughs> God is, see, he's closing up the Red Sea so that we can never go back. To business as usual. You, you want to know why it looked like this thing got worse? <laughs> That's why. So we can never go back to business as usual. God said, I'm doing I've done a new thing. I need you to step into it. I need you to step, step into it now. He said it's time uh to gear up for war. And according to your faith, be it unto you. Now, when God sends us into war. But not by ourselves. Uh, many of those battles, you know, God just really what it was really a test of their faith. Will you who's willing to step out there? Who's on the Lord's side? Who's not scared? Where are my Peters? Where are my Gideons 300? Where are they? Where are they? Am I going to have to send you back home? Because you up here punking out like what? Listen, Jesus wasn't scared of no demon. He confronted demons. In fact, 
it says that <laughs> the word clearly says that for this purpose was the son of God manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. So guess who else destroys the works of the devil? His wife. You think she just some weak little petite? <laughs> Go on, baby. You know, and he's Superman. Yeah, but she got she packing a little something too. She packing a little something too. Look at Esther real good. Take a good look at Esther. All right. It says it's time to gear up for war. And according to your faith, be it unto you. See, once they got into the into the war zone, once once they got over there, once they got behind enemy lines, they realized, oh, we ain't even got to fight. Look at God. <laughs> Here come our Superman. But they were willing, you know. Uh, my brother said, that's what my brother Isaiah, mm -hmm. he said, he said, uh, you know, a lot of us are cowards. You know what I mean? Like God just, God just say, go on home because you're too scared to even <laughs> go into the battle. It's not. And, and when I heard him say that, the Lord said, it's not that they're, um, it's just because they don't believe me. It's not because they're punks. It's not because they're too chicken or too scared. It's because of their unbelief. They don't believe in me. They're not used to being around me like that. You know, they they a little they like to worship me afar off. You know, Moses, you go on up the mountain and stuff, and we we'll we be we'll be right here when you get back. <laughs> don't we don't want to hear from him ourselves. Just you go, you go and tell come back and tell us what he said. God said, you know, they they not they're not as close to me as they should. They don't know me like they should. That's why they don't believe me like that. But when he throws us or thrusts us into a battle, then our faith kicks in. Our faith kicks in. And that's when Gehazi, open your eyes and lift up your eyes to the hills. Do you see all these angels with, <coughs> with us? Do you see this host of heavenly angels everywhere? Can you see in the realm of the spirit that there's more for us, more with us than there are with them? If God be for us, who can be against us? Now, it says, he says to put our trust in him and stand together as a unified front against the enemies of the kingdom of heaven. That's what we're about to see. We're about to see a unified front. Once this is all said and done, you know, these words, this little stuff that we're talking about right now, in a minute, it's not going to mean anything. God just wants to prepare people's, you know, hearts because what we're going to see, if you can, if you can see the end of this thing, then you would understand this is, this, this is, this is. It, do, it doesn't mean anything. It means nothing. It means nothing. Because in the end, we're going to be found standing together as a unified front against the enemies of the kingdom of heaven. I know we don't want to look at it. We, you know, we, we, many of us have gotten glimpses of this and we think, oh, wow, you know, we, we about, it's about to be the battle of Armageddon. I mean, like 
They're going to come with their heat. We better get ready. We better get ready. We better get ready. You know, because something is coming. And it's going to be good versus evil face to face. You know, it, it's coming. It's, it's you know, it, it is un, um, what do you call it? Un, un, undeniable or inevitable. It's inevitable, right? And we don't want it, we, we want that thing to be way far away, right? But when God is preparing a people, he starts preparing us now. He said, I'm preparing you now. I'm preparing you now because the time is short. The time is short. We don't have all, no, you know, thousands of years like, like, like it used to be. No. The time is short. The kingdom is now. And so we have to be, we have to start thinking that way and we have to start preparing that way now. And it's all, it all boils down to our faith. Who, whose report will you believe? Who do you believe? Who do you believe? You going to believe me or you going to believe this other Negro over here that didn't put no ring on your finger? Who you going to believe? He said, we can no longer afford <clears throat> to be civilians. <laughs> it's time to engage in active duty. We can't, we can't afford to be civilians anymore. Many of us, we love civilian life too much. Talking to the ones who are called as soldiers, called as soldiers, um, in the army of the Lord, but we love civilian life. We've been chilling. He said, it's time to engage in active duty, active duty. Even if Trump wins and we get these four years of so-called, you know, for so-called the four years of grace that they're talking about. God said, no, it, it does not mean kick back. It means engage in active duty. Get pull everything you can pull out of that time period. Everything it be, go in guns blazing. That means you know, <laughs> that means you know, uh uh, don't, 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 don't moonwalk back. Don't, don't, don't start moonwalking. Mm -mm. Advance, advance my kingdom, he says, advance my kingdom. Advance my kingdom. Take it to enemy territory. Take it to the enemy's ground. Advance my kingdom. Advance. Advance. Don't retreat. Advance. Advance my kingdom. Show the devil that you're not scared. Let me tell you something. All these uh, demonic people that are uh, pushing, you know, this atheist, their atheistic beliefs and their agnostic beliefs and their satanic worship and all that kind of stuff. Some, you know, people on Facebook and, you know, they call themselves the Antichrist. They call themselves, oh, I'm the dead, this, I'm the morgue, I'm this or whatever. That's the name of their pages. And they're out here pushing this. Oh, no, you're the, see, you're the actual, you're your own God. There's no real God. 
you know, they're out here doing and spreading all this stuff. We're going to blink and them jokers ain't going to be nowhere to be found. They're going to be somewhere on their knees crying out for a Jesus to help them. Mark my words. The same ones. You see, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. Just remember that. He said, we can no longer afford to be civilians. It's time to engage in active duty. Let the weak say I'm strong. If you feel weak, begin to say that you are strong. If you feel weak, then you're not looking in the right place. Maybe you're looking down when you should be looking up. Maybe you're looking around when you should be looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of your faith. If you are weak, the Bible says, be not weary in well-doing, for we shall reap in due season if we faint not. Be not weary, be not weary, be not weary. Abraham, in his old age, his eyes were not dim. His life force was not abated. When the spirit of God is with you, when the spirit of God is in you, when the spirit of God is upon you, when the spirit of God is, 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 is using you, flowing through you, when you're moving in your purpose, then you're no longer weak because he's not weak. His strength is made perfect in our weakness. The, the Lord says, get up. He says, get up. I'm not coming down to where you are. I'm calling you up to where I am. Get up. Jesus told them, he said, take up your bed and walk. Take up your bed and walk. He says, we cannot afford to be <clears throat> babies anymore. That's why he so. that's why he was so upset with, um, with, uh, these uh, preachers and these leaders and these pastors that, that, that have not been feeding the flock, you know, that haven't been feeding them meat. They've been feeding them milk. And now the people are weak and they don't know what, you know, they don't know what to do. You, you cannot, you know, look at the natural uh, military, you know, they take these, uh, they 18 years old, you know, you just, you, you really just a child. You really just still a boy, right? But they will take this 18 year old boy and throw him into active duty military. You think that's just a coincidence? No, that's how God does it. In the Bible, there were Kings that were children, children, and they were Kings who sat on the throne. God said, no excuses. No excuses. We cannot afford to be babies anymore. We got to start feeding people the meat of the word, the meat. Let these babies get their teeth and stuff and get they sense their teeth exercise. Let them chew on some stuff. Let them chew on something. I love what the man of God said. He said, you've been sticking a pacifier in their mouth and a pacifier makes them think that they're eating something when they're not. They're not being nourished. They're not being strengthened. They just think they are because you got a pacifier in their mouth. Take that pacifier out and give that baby some meat. 
We can't afford to be babies anymore, the Lord says. Both young and old had to cross over the Jordan to get to that promise. Both young and old. Do you hear that? Both young and old. Remember also that um, when God said to destroy those nations and those tribes, he said destroy both young and old. You see, that it matters not to him, in other words. Age matters not. It matters not. Because he's the ancient of days. We're not thinking on his level, y'all. We got to think on his level. And we can't even attain to his level is so high. But we got to reach for it because he wants us to know him. He said that you might know me in the power of my resurrection, in the fellowship of my suffering, that we might know him. He says we can't be babies anymore. Both young and old had to cross over Jordan to get to the promise. They all had to cross over. He said it's time to grow up and look to the future. What is the future? It is the glory of God covering the earth as the waters cover the sea. That's our future. It is a new heaven and a new earth. That is our future. Our future is victory. Our future is secure. Our future in him. It is secure. Our future is bright in Christ. He is the light of the world. Our future is bright. Our future is bright. No matter who the president is, our future is bright. Are we getting this? God says, stop worrying about all that. Oh, well, what, what, the kind of president we have, that means, that, you know, you know, righteousness exalts a nation. And a, yeah, well, the kind of president that we have, that's going to determine, you know, what we have to go through, what we have to endure. But but God said, get up and fight. He said, get, he, why are you so why are you so intimidated by confrontation? That's why God raised some of us up gangster. We ain't scared to confront or. OK. Okay. Okay. We've been talking about it, but we ain't been, we're not being about it. I remember times I would get woke, woken up in the middle of the night to go fight somebody because somebody wanted me because they knew I wasn't scared. They would take me down there and I won't, you know, and I was dumb enough to do it, you know, cause I love fighting. <laughs> oh, you owe my homeboy some money. Well, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, we used to do stuff like that. God said, our future is bright in Christ. If we would just use our faith and trust him. See, he's the one who actually fights our battles. All we got to do is show up and don't be scared to confront the enemy. Don't be scared to put him in his place respectfully. <laughs> respectfully put him in his place you see what I mean 
when you're dealing with people in authority and, you know, because many of these people, this is where it's trickling down from. It's trickling down from principalities are in the high place. They're not, you know, they're not, they don't, you know, many of us are going to have to deal with some people in leadership. I'm sorry. It's just the truth. God is raising you up. You think he's giving you a big, you know, he's giving you a, a you know, a, you know, a voice and a ministry and all of that kind of stuff. But many of us, especially the prophetic ministries that are out here, we're going to have to speak to authority and we cannot be afraid to speak the truth. Respectfully put them in their place. You know, Nathan had to speak the truth to David even though David was king and he spoke the truth to him respectfully and in love. Samuel had to speak the truth to Saul in love. Samuel wept over Saul because he saw that your heart is not right with God, but he had to speak the truth to him. Tell him the truth, what God said without fear He said, the world is truly about to see the sons of God manifested. You know that scripture we love to talk about so much. Oh, the world is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. The world is waiting for the manifestation. How long are they going to have to wait? They're about to see it right now. Because God is pushing us into sonship. He's pushing us out there. He's pushing us. Can you not see? Can you not feel him pushing you? Pushing. He's pushing us. He's pushing that baby out of the birth canal. Whether we like it or not, whether we're ready or not, the baby is coming. What you gonna do? Because if you close your legs, you can't push him back up in there. The baby has to come out. He said, remember that ultimately Babylon must fall. Period. Ultimately, Babylon must fall. We want things to remain the same. Oh, let things just continue as they were. No, the Lord says, you know, you know, you're in the last days. Then you must also know that Babylon must fall. Many of us are getting ready to be sent into a battle that we're not ready for because we've been, you know, we've been living civilian life for too long. But he said, remember that Babylon must fall. Now, what does that mean for us? That means that we have to enforce. How does she fall? She falls because we are enforcing the kingdom of God. And God is backing us up. Our prayers, our fasting is not for nothing. He's backing everything up in heaven. Whatever you say, I will back it up. Whatever you bind, I will bind it. Whatever you loose, I will loose it in heaven. He is backing us up. All we have to do, Moses, lift up your rod. And you saw the what? The glory and the power of God backing him up. 
It was a cloud by day and a fire by night, backing them up. He had their front and their back. He said, know you not that I am your real reward. I am. I am. He said, Babylon must fall. And she is falling. I don't care who goes into office. This economy will not recover. It will never be the same way that it was. Never. It will never be. It will never be like it was. In fact, it will get worse. It will get worse because that's the scripture and scripture must be fulfilled. The scriptures cannot be broken. I know some people not, not, not going to like to hear that one right there, you know, because they're looking for a utopia on earth. They're looking for the American dream still, or like my brother say, um, the American nightmare, because it's really, a, yeah. He said, America must bow her knees to Jesus. She must. She must bow her knees to Jesus. See, they're throwing all their little stuff, their little rocks and stuff at us and, you know, all that stuff right now. But the Lord says she must bow her knees to Jesus. I know it looked like she's not bowing her knee. It looks like she ain't going to never do it. You know. She talking about, mm, 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 mm. did y'all see that video that I posted on my Facebook uh, <clears throat> yesterday? And uh, Brother Isaiah was casting out demons. Alexander Pagani casting out demons. And them demons, you know how they just, they resist, you know, for so long. And then suddenly you see they just manifest and come all the way out of there. That's what they doing. Just, you know, they're resisting. You, why do you always resist the Holy Ghost? They resist. Many of us are resisting the will of God. We are resist, <coughs> resisting the Holy Ghost. But we must bow. We must. We must. America must bow her knees to Jesus. Every tongue must confess that he is Lord of all. They must. It is a must. It is. They'll see it eventually. They'll see it. Many of them are seeing it now. They're having Damascus Road experiences. They're like these people popping on in and out of my videos and, and you know, and stuff like that. You know. America must bow her knees to Jesus and every tongue will confess that he is Lord of all. He said, does it really matter who's president when I am king? It was the people who wanted a king in the first place, as if the king of glory wasn't enough. Nevertheless, the scriptures cannot be broken. Prophecy must be fulfilled. And this is what he says. He says that no man that warreth entangleth himself in the affairs of this life. You know, we are in we're engaging in active duty. Many of us have engaged in active duty. We're no longer civilians. We don't think like civilians. We're not sitting on the sidelines, twiddling our thumbs. We are in the thick of it. And the Lord says, in order for you to wage a good war. You cannot entangle yourself in the affairs of this life. 
Don't let what you see and what's, what everybody else is caught up in get you caught up. Don't get caught up in that stuff. Remember who you are and where your seat of authority is and, and, and remain seated. Remain seated. Remain seated. He says the way of the, of the wise is in the air, escaping all the hell beneath. The way of the wise is above. It's in the air. God says, come up hither. Come up hither. Come up hither. Up here where I am. The way of the wise is in the air. It's above. So that we may escape all the hell beneath. These people are worried for nothing. Tomorrow or, or, or whenever they decide who the president is going to be, they them people going to go back to work. They're going to go back to their life and they're, they're going to forget that they were sitting around worrying and stressing out for nothing. Why waste your time on that? They're entangling themselves for nothing. And guess what? Now you have been distracted. The enemies, huh, I got you. <laughs> His trick worked. Now you're distracted. You know, now you got to go somewhere and try to climb your way back up in the spirit and try to pretend like you're spiritual again, like you've been spiritual this whole time. Come on, I'm just keeping it real. The way of the wise is in the air or above. That he may escape all the hell beneath. Rejoice, O ye heavens, but woe be unto the inhabitants of the earth. Because this is the devil's playground. And he knows that his time is short. The book of Job, uh, Job says this, there is a path. There is a pathway Glory to God. I love this scripture. The reason I love this scripture is because I relied on this scripture. I lived this scripture. I walked this scripture. It was my way of survival. <laughs> it was my it was my survival uh, tactic. Um, you know, it was in my survival arsenal. And I had to because in order for me to stay sane in what I was walking through, I had to learn these scriptures and I had to become this word, he said, the way of life, this is, pro um, sorry, not, um, not, uh, uh, Proverbs, Job, Job ch chapter 28, uh, verse seven and eight. It says, there is a path which no fowl knoweth, no bird, no evil bird knows it and which the vultures eye hath not seen. So the vultures don't know this pathway. So they can't see you. The lion's whelps have not trodden it, nor the fierce lion passed by it. No, 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 uh, uh, no demon can find you when you walk this way. They cannot trouble your spirit. They cannot entrap you or entangle you or engage you in the flesh when you walk this way. When you go this way, you are dead in Christ and your life is hid in God. When you go this way, go this way. When you go that way, you are hidden 
in God. You are truly, now we're truly walking in Psalm 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And the enemy can't touch you there. He can't touch you there. He can't touch you. He said, no man that warreth entangleth himself. Nothing can touch you there. Fear can't touch you. Anxiety can't touch you. You know, confusion can't touch you. Nothing can touch you when you go that way. The Lord is saying, just go that way. Just go that way. That's what the Lord is saying. He's saying, get, get up and above this stuff so you can see the end of the thing. It's so much greater. You're caught in the middle for what? The Bible said these light afflictions, they're but for a moment, but they're working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of Glory. God wants to reveal his glory. He wants to reveal his glory. He's saying, get up. Get up into the high places. He wants the bride to wake up and rise. Talitha Kume, arise. Damsel, arise. Wake up. Open your eyes and arise. And remember... That there can be no, no territory can be taken without confrontation. There has to be confront, confrontation. It, it, it's not even scriptural. You know, they still have to go over there and they still have to confront those tribes. With the faith in their heart that, that, that God was with them and for them and no one could stand against them. And that's when they saw the glory and the power of God. That's when they saw it. That's when they saw it. This is what I hear the Lord saying. And I wanted to share this with you tonight because, you know, um, many of us, you know, we, we, we whenever stuff like this happen, we get caught off guard and we stop. We, we forget that we that we're the church. <laughs> we forget that we're the, the bride of Christ. We forget that we're the sons of God and we just start walking like normal men. And thinking like normal men. And we're not normal men. We are supernatural beings. Just like the enemies that are fighting. Just like the demons that are fighting us. They even understand that they're supernatural beings. So, you know. We have to come, we have to come back to the realization and the knowledge of the truth of who we are. And start living it. Really, really living it. Really living it. You know, your environment and the way that uh, that you grew up and even even the way you grew up in church. Many of uh, many of y'all, you know, grew up in church from from your youth, you know, and all the things that you learn and all the uh, the influences around you and all of the things that shaped you into the person that you are today. Would you believe me if I said 
if I told you that the Lord said, forget about it? I know that sounds crazy, right? Forget about it. Forget about all that. Yeah. Don't look back. That's what he's saying. Do not look back. Press into your future. Understand that we are not mere mortals. We are supernatural beings. Let me read something to you. First Corinthians 15, and then I'm going to let you go. Yeah, the Lord said, forgetting those things which are behind me, Paul said, forgetting those things which are behind me, forget about it. And reaching forth unto those things which are before me, I press toward the mark for the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. He is a supernatural being seated in the high places far above all things. And we are seated together with him, but we don't know who we are. But we don't know who we are. The Lord, I was talking to my son the other day and I said, you know, um, uh, if Biden wins this uh, election, you know, many people are going to be thrown, many Christians, the Christians, right, are going to be thrown into a battle that they were not ready for. And, and I, I began to speak to him. The spirit of God came on me real strong. And I began to speak out of the spirit. And the spirit was saying, remember, uh, remember Sodom and Gomorrah, that the last days shall be as Sodom and Gomorrah and also as the days of Noah. And he said, just like in the days of Noah, you know, um, all that time that Noah, you know, that I was instructing Noah to, I instructed Noah to build that ark and I was leading him and I was guiding him on how to build that thing. All those years he was building, all those years he was in building until the day came and the rains came and the Bible says that God shut the door of the ark. Noah didn't shut the door. God shut the door. God shut the door. What does that mean? The knowledge of God is filling the earth like the glory, the glory, the knowledge of the glory of God. It's going to fill this earth like the waters cover the sea. The waters. All this time we have been building the ark for people to come into the ark. Noah called them in. They said, he said, come, come. Your destruction is coming. A flood is coming. Get in here. Get in here. They didn't believe him. And they said, all things continue as they are. And they just kept on, you know. Doing what they were doing because they did not want to forget about. They didn't want to turn away or walk away from what they were doing. You know, their their fun, their way of living. You know, we we kicking it. We having fun. We, you know, 
We're doing our thing. Leave us alone. We're doing our thing. And then what happened to them? They were destroyed because of their own ignorance. While the ark had been years in building, the kingdom of God, churches have been already, they've been, we've been building. We've been preaching the word, the word, the gospel has been spread all over the world. The Bible says that after the gospel has been preached to all nations, then the end shall come. What do we see happening? The gospel is being released everywhere, especially COVID. Everybody done got spiritual. Everybody done became a prophet. Everybody is preaching. There is no, people have no excuse that they have not heard the, the gospel of Jesus Christ. We've been building. The church has been building this whole time. The ark. And the Lord said, the day is coming when I am going to shut the door. Once you get in, there's no turning back. Sodom and Gomorrah, same thing. God said, I'm about to destroy this city. Go in there and tell and, and, and bring Lot in them, stubborn Lot, out of the city because he's so stubborn. He loves that place. I don't know why. He loves that place. Right. And the angels that were sent to destroy the city had to take time out of their schedule and get lot and pull them out, you know, get them secure in, in a safe, you know, come on now. Come on. They had to literally beg him pretty much to come out. Well, how? But this is how we are, y'all. This is how we are. We are so, <laughs> we are so foolish. We will sit there and argue with an angel. But no, because uh, uh, mm -mm. an angel <laughs> is talking to you. And you arguing with the angel because you don't want to come out. And he's trying to save your doggone life. The angels had to come in there and get him out of there. And when they brought him out, they said, don't look back. Forget about it. Just forget about it. You've been living here for years. I know you love the place. Well, I know. It's a nice place, actually. But it's wicked. It's not the place. It is the people who have given themselves over. God has given them, they've given themselves over to wickedness. Therefore, God gave them over to a reprobate mind. These people have no knowledge of God at all. They have, they don't want to keep God in their knowledge. They don't want to retain him in their knowledge. They don't want him. That's what makes it wicked. And he had to. They had to destroy that those wicked cities, Sodom and Gomorrah. 
And guess what? Y'all know the story. Lot's wife, her heart was still sold, them soul ties, you know. So connected to the past, she had to take one more look. And when she took that one more look, that was her last look. She died right there trying to take another look. God said, don't look back. Do you know do you know when you are go from uh when you are living civilian military soldiers you know when they living uh civilian but when they get called into active duty they can't go back to their house in in the in the city you know they can't go back they, you going to leave the war and go back to the house you can't you too far I mean come on you can't go back so what, you know, why would they spend their time thinking about it and meditating? That stuff is entangling them. Many of them, they take one picture of their wife and their kids and that's it. They don't even want to think about anything they got to do at home until they get back home because they don't want it to, you know, distract them. Because they're in a life and death situation over there in war, at, at war. It's wartime. Active duty, soldier. Active. On your post. Can't look back. What if you never end up, what if you what if you die out here and you can't go back? That's why God said don't look back. It's going to kill you. If you ever, you know, if you if you ever get in a situation where you can't, you can't, you know, we have to separate ourselves from this. I'm sorry. It sounds cold. It sounds hard. It sounds impossible. But we can't. We can't look back. We have to leave that in the hands of God and keep moving. Soldier, you got to keep moving. Because this is for the sake of a nation. It's, it's for the sake of your future generations. We have to fight now. God is preparing us for something. Yeah. It's going to be a war. And we got to fight. We got to be ready to fight. Not as men fight. Not as man fights. We take our fight in the heavens. We don't. We don't. Mm -mm, we don't fight like man fights. See all they rioting and picketing and all that stuff. That that's how man fights. We don't fight that way. They have no faith in God. They are trusting in the arm of flesh. We don't put our trust in the arm of flesh. We put our trust in God. The Lord says, don't look back. Don't look back. Don't look back. Noah was in the belly of that fish because, you know, he was resisting the will of God. God put him in the belly of a whale for three days and three nights, even like Jesus was in the, in the earth. Three, three days. Mm-hmm. And after three days, 
that fish coughed Noah up onto the shore. God made the fish cough him up. But when he was in those three days in that in the belly of that fish, he was in a place that was filthy. It was a place that was, it looked nothing like, you know, probably what we it, 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 it was it was it was a place that was disgusting. You're in the belly of a fish. <laughs> you know but he but because he was resisting the will of God God had to put him in a situation that would bring him to the end of himself because he was resisting he was he was kicking against the pricks he was trying to fight God see some of you guys you're resisting the will of God, you're resisting the call of God on your life. And, and, and you don't want to go into active duty. You don't want to get off the sidelines. You're so used to watching everybody else do the fighting. You're so used to watch, watching everybody else, you know, the, the, you, you, you play spectator. You know, you like spectator, spectator sports. But but the only thing that it's doing it is it is prolonging the time that you have to spend in the belly of the whale. God is going to keep you in the same cycles, looking at the same ugly stuff until you surrender. Until you surrender. I mean, what did you, what do you eat in the belly of a whale? In the belly of a, he couldn't even eat like that. I bet he was fasting. Ew, I bet it stank. You know, <laughs> I mean, I'm just thinking out loud here. You know, and and why not? That's what the Spirit of God is saying to you. Why not come up out of this nasty, stinky place? Why not? Why do we love being earth dwellers so much? Jesus didn't stay down there in that nasty, stinky hell uh, place. He got up out of there. He did. He went and did what he had to do and he came up out of there. I'm not staying here. For what? It stinks. You know, it's, 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 it's messy. Is confusion, is fear, is torment, you know, is lies, nobody can be trusted. Why do we love living in the flesh so much? Why are we so connected to the systems of this world? For what? Why are we so connected to this stuff? I'll tell you one more thing and then um, let you go. You know, I was listening to a, a, a story of a, uh, of a boy who um, died and he had a heavenly experience. And, you know, he said he went to heaven. And, and when he was there, he said that, you know, people, 
there were others there around him. He said, but there, but it was like, it was a place of no words, but there was just this pull like gravity. It was like all you could, all you wanted to do was just worship the Lord. You couldn't, you know, you couldn't even the, his glory and, and, and his light was so bright that you could not even gaze upon him, but all you wanted to do, all your heart was being pulled toward him. Like, all I want to do is worship you. I just want to worship you day and night, night and day, day and night, night and day, day and night, night and day, day. All I want to do is worship you. It's like you're a slave to worship and you love every minute of it. You love every minute of it. Such a glorious place. Why would you want to leave a place like that and live in a place like this? God is speaking to your spirit. He said, I'm speaking to my spirit, my spiritual people. Whom I created as living, living beings, spirits like me. Why? Do you want to go back to that stinky place? That boy said he didn't want to come back to earth because when he <clears throat> when he turned and looked down there, the stench of it came up into his nose. It smelled horrible. Horrible. He said it smelled like dead flesh. earth dwellers. God said, come up out of there. That's not your home anyway. I created you to have dominion over it. But that thing is going to roll up like a garment one day. And you're going to see a whole new heaven and a whole new earth. <laughs> So why are we so attached to this? God say, come up out of there. Don't look back. Ain't nothing there for you. Nothing. Don't get entangled and, and caught up in the affairs of this life. Because you got, you, you got to think about. You are here to please the one who called you to be a soldier in the first place. See, see, Stephen, when they were stoning him, the reason he did not feel the pain was because he wasn't attached to the flesh. See, the reason we feel the pain of this stuff that's going on, the reason we're so affected by it is because we're attached to the flesh. The Bible says he looked steadfastly up into the heavens. As they were stoning him. I want to tell you that God took the sting out of death. He didn't feel it. We got to become spiritual for real. We got to become spiritual for real. I'm going to read you 1 Corinthians 15. Um, 
First uh, Corinthians 15 and verse. Where do you want me to start, Lord? 34. It says, Awake to righteousness and sin not. For some have not the knowledge of God. Some have not the knowledge of God. When we don't have the when we when we don't when we're not awake to righteousness, we have not the knowledge of God. That's what makes us dead in sins and trespasses. Awake to righteousness and sin not. For some have not the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. Verse 35. But some will say, some men will say, how are the dead raised up? And with what body do they come? Thou fool, that which thou sowest is not quickened, it's not made alive, except it die. We got to die to the things of this world. We're in the world, but not of the world. We have to die to this stuff. 37. And that which thou sowest, thou sowest not that body that shall be, but bear, but bear grain or merely grain. When you sow, when you, you know, Die to self. You're sowing. You're sowing. It's it's like sowing this dead body, right? Um, you're sowing it. You're putting it to death. You're putting it in the ground. You're burying it. And it says that which you sow, you're not sowing. Um, uh, thou sowest not the body that shall be. This is this is the body that you have now. It is the fleshly body, the earthly tabernacle. That you are killing, crucifying, denying, sowing, putting to death. But it's not the body that shall be. It is merely a seed. It may chance, it may become wheat or some other grain. He's speaking in the natural here. When you sow a seed, it's merely a seed. It may become wheat or some other grain when it grows up. But God, just like in the natural, in the spirit, God give it, giveth it a body as it pleased him, as it pleased him and to every seed his own body. All flesh is not the same flesh, but there is one kind of flesh of men, another of beasts, another of fishes and another of birds. Forty. There are also celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial. Celestial. Celestial means heavenly. Terrestrial means earthly. In other words, there are also heavenly bodies and earthly bodies. But the glory of the celestial or the heavenly is one and the glory of the terrestrial is another. See, we're so caught up in the glory of man. But there's another glory. The celestial, the heavenly. It says there is one glory of the sun and another glory of the moon and another glory of the stars. For one star differeth 
from another star in glory. They are not all the same. That's why, you know, these uh, new age religious people and stuff, which are really old age, it's not new age, it's nothing new under the sun. But anyway, they are so caught up in and and fascinated with this stuff. And where are they getting it from? They're getting it from the Bible. They read the same Bible we do. And they use this stuff against us. But we won't read it and use it for ourselves. There is one glory of the sun and another glory of the moon and another glory of the stars. One star differed from another star in glory, but we all have our own glory. 42. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. What does that mean? It is sown perishable in a perishable state, but it is raised in an imperishable state. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. What you so worried for? <laughs> Just sow it. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a what? Spiritual body. A spiritual body. It is. It says there is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. And so it is written. The first man, Adam, was a living soul. The last Adam, Jesus was made a quickening or life-giving spirit. If we are the sons of God that the world is waiting for, then what they are about to see is life-giving spirits. We have to become spiritual. Spiritual. Not carnal, no more terrestrial, but celestial, spiritual. The devil try to be more spiritual than we are. How be it that was not the first, uh, which is spiritual, but that which is natural. First spiritual, I'm sorry, uh, first natural, then spiritual. And it says, uh, first it was natural and afterward that which is spiritual verse 46 47 the first man is of the earth earthy the second man is the lord from heaven as is the earthy such are they also that are earthy and as is the heavenly such are they also that are heavenly and as we have borne the image of the earthy we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. God says, step into it now. Why not? Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. That's why not. <laughs> I mean, that's why. He says, step into it now. Step into it now. Why? Because flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Of God. That's what God was saying to Lot's wife. That's what he proved to her. Flesh and blood cannot inherit this. 
neither doeth corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, or at the last trumpet sound. What is the trump or the trumpet? The voice of the prophet is the trumpet. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Lift up your voice and show the people their sins. Tell them their transgressions. We're talking about the trumpets who are lifting up the voices. It says in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the sound of the last trump, the, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor, that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Amen. Now he's speaking of the end times and he's also speaking of right now. Because this is something that has already been. I, I started off telling you about Peter and about Philip, how they... You know, they they walked in this right here. Uh, um, um, Enoch walked in this right here. You know, Elijah walked in this right here. So that's telling us something. It's not just for. You know, um, it, it's it's not just for uh, the rapture. <laughs> you know, it, it's not. It, it's not. The sons of God, the distinction between the sons of God and the sons of man is this. The sons of God can do things that the sons of men cannot do. You see, they're already trying to imitate immortality. But as we said before, we're often imitated but never duplicated. They have a level of power. We have all power. We've been given all power. Jesus said all power in heaven and earth is given unto me. We have been given all power. They have been given a measure of power. You see, that is why. That is why. They have to see it. If they don't see it, then... Why would they want to get, why would they want to surrender? Why would they want to even get saved if they can't see it? They have to see us walking in something that they can never imagine and they can never do. That's what's going to make the world 
surrender and bow down. That's what's going to make them bow down. God is bringing us to that place. Let us close in prayer and we're going to go ahead and dismiss. Father, just want to thank you for this time that you've allowed me to release your word here. I thank you, Father God, for every ear that is able to hear and every heart that is able to perceive your word. You're in the knowledge of your truth. I pray that you fill us with the knowledge of your will, your will, your will in Jesus mighty name. And that you will give us the, the, the courage to stand up and be the church and the bride of Christ that you called us to be. That we will walk as a people that are bold in righteousness, fierce in faith, and confident in truth. In Jesus' mighty name. I pray, Father God, that we will take our eyes off of the, the earthly things and the things that the, the, the carnal things and the things that that man would naturally look upon. We take our eyes off of the things around us and we begin to look unto you, Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. You are the beginning and the end of us. I pray, Father God, that we begin to look steadfastly unto the hills from what's cometh our help, knowing that our help comes from us, Father. You are our Superman. You are our Savior, our Deliverer. We cannot deliver ourselves. We cannot save ourselves. I pray, Father, that we begin to look unto you again and that you would grace us, Father God, that we can stand boldly in faith, help our unbelief in Jesus' mighty name. Let us not be discouraged, but let us be encouraged in you and begin, and begin to rejoice in you. Rejoice in the knowledge of the truth. Rejoice in you, Lord Jesus, always and again to rejoice. We thank you. We give you the glory and praise for the victory that belongs into the saints of God, for the end of a thing that is greater than the beginning thereof, for the glory of the latter house that is so much greater than the former. We thank you and we give you praise, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we call it done. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you all. And I pray that um, this was a blessing to you. Uh, thank you all for joining me tonight. And I will be here tomorrow night at 7 p.m. And uh, we're going to talk about the supernatural lifestyle. We're going to be speaking uh, on the supernatural lifestyle. So join me tomorrow for the first episode of GLOW. Amen. Uh, I love you. God bless you and have a wonderful night.